Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New York Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. This week, again, unfortunately coming um, on a loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars by a score of 19-3. I'm actually surprised I didn't make an episode between now and then. I plan to make an episode probably, or I plan to on Monday, but, um, you know, things got in the way, and we were just doing our regular Wednesday episode um, here. But nevertheless, the Jets coming off a loss Again, their fourth straight to the Jacksonville Jaguars um, at home at MetLife Stadium on Thursday night football. A rainy one, uh, a, you know, a wet one there. Um, another way to put it, it, it was a tough loss. It was a loss that, you know, I think you saw from last year's Jets. You really didn't see this kind of loss from this year. You didn't see really, you know, us only scoring three points other than that New England game. But it was in New England, and also, you know, the Jets had a chance at the end of the game to really win it, and they gave up a long punt return. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, the Jets, 19-3 is never good. Um, you know, uh, the team kind of came into the game a little tired, it felt like. Um, you know, it was under, you know, it was wet. It was, um, you know, kind of drenched out on the field. Players were slipping and sliding, and it wasn't, you know, a great environment to play football, but you need to come out, you know, with some energy, with some passion for the game and I feel like the Jets really just didn't come out with that same energy that we've seen in the previous weeks and that's one of the reasons why they started off a bit slow on offense with Zach Wilson under center we'll get to where the quarterback situation is as of uh what day is it no, uh, December 28th here um heading into new, heading into the new year against Seattle but um it's tough it is what it is um the Jets fall to seven and eight on the year with a chance now um you know, we couldn't have said this if I was recording this on Monday, I don't think, because that game, actually, I think we could have, because that game was played on Sunday, I believe, either on Christmas or the day after. By the way, I hope everyone had a great holiday break um, and a holiday. I hope you all spent it with your family, friends, and um, all that great stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, Green Bay uh, and Miami, so we'll start there. You know, Green Bay... Um, you know, we were all rooting for the Packers to beat Miami because that would draw Miami to 8-7, and seven, and that would put the Jets in a position to possibly steal a wild card spot here, even with the loss to the Jaguars, and that's exactly what happened, right? The Packers beat the Miami Dolphins um, in Miami, and, you know, we all celebrated a Christmas miracle. I think I put it on Instagram, but um, it was a great win for us, as, you know, now we control our own destiny in a way that, they just win two more games here, straight against the Seattle Seahawks and finishing out the year in Miami, and they're likely in the playoffs because the Patriots only need to lose one of either uh, the Dolphins this coming week or the Bills in Week 18. Um, so, you know, we're right back where we started, right? Controlling our own destiny going into that Thursday night game, and now we control our own destiny heading into a game against the Seattle Seahawks that not only is it a must-win, but, you know, it's a... It's a game that I think the Jets just need morally, uh, mentally, for them to get back on track heading into the new year here. You want to start it off right. You want to start it off with a win. Start off 2023 with a bang, and I think the Jets are going to come into this game with some rejuvenated energy, mainly due to the quarterback situation. We'll get into this a bit here now. Mike White, uh, who is, you know, out a few games here with a rib injury that he suffered against the Bills in Buffalo. Um, Matt Milano hit him pretty hard um, in the ribs, and it was later disclosed that, you know, he suffered a few broken ribs. And, you know, it's really hard to play through broken ribs. He came back in the game, surprisingly. They probably, you know, shot him up with a few meds, and he came back into the game and, you know, uh, played decently well, I thought, against Buffalo. You know, Mike didn't do anything crazy. He didn't make any... um, 
you know, crazy mistakes or anything like that either. It was just, you know, I think the Jets need a quarterback like Mike. And I'll I'll say that Zach Wilson doesn't bring the same energy. He doesn't bring the same kind of, you know, violence to the game. As, you know, Mike is not a violent guy, of course, on the field. He plays the quarterback position, you know, I would say rather passively uh, in a way that the Jets kind of need right now, a game manager, a guy who can, you know, make kind of all the throws and make throws that they need um, when the time is right. Get his timing down. That's where what you know this offense is really based upon is timing and route trees and things of that nature. So Mike is really good at anticipating throws and really getting him in tight windows. You know we didn't really see that last year against the Bengals too much because he made a lot of checkdowns to Michael Carter and things of that nature. And uh, we didn't see it against the Colts because he got injured. And you know injuries with Mike White have become quite a concern, and that's one of the reasons why I think the Jets need to look elsewhere for a starter in 2023. But that's beside the point. As Mike White comes back here in Seattle, relatively healthy here. He said he felt like he could play the last two games, but doctors have not cleared him. He's cleared now, full participant in practice on Wednesday, and he's back as a starter against Seattle on Sunday in a pivotal game for the Jets. You know, the Jets haven't made the playoffs in, I think, 12 years now. Um, they're, they hold the longest playoff drop in the NFL at this current moment, and I think it's time to break that, right? I think it's time to break... Everything about this franchise that has been so hardened over the last 12 years, you know, the same old Jets mantra, you know, can they find the quarterback of the future? Why is this roster so inept of winning games late in the year? Um, things of that nature, and I think the Jets have broken one of those. I think they broke the same old Jets mantra uh, with the hiring of Robert Sala, the construction of the young roster with Sauce Garner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, things of that nature. Um... It feels just like a new energy around this team, and I think playing meaningful games in December, we haven't had this feeling in, I'll say, 2015, probably, against that bill uh, against the Bills late in the year, um, where, of course, they could have made the playoffs if they won that game. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a similar scenario against the Dolphins, a divisional opponent. Um, Tua Tagovailoa, as of this moment, is in concussion protocol. He suffered his third concussion of the year. Uh, prayers up to Tua, because that sounds like a really rough situation. Um, and I don't want to get too much into it because I know all the details, but, um, just wishing them all the best there. But, um, you know, from a football perspective, the Jets heading into Miami in week 18 in a possible win and end game, it's going to be huge, right? With Teddy Bridgewater under center, presumably at the moment. And, you know, the Jets need to win in Seattle, of course, but if you're looking a little ahead, um, you can't really look ahead if you're a Jets fan here, um, because, you know, we, we've been bamboozled much of this year with looking ahead. You have to take every team seriously, of course, and every team. Um, you have to go day by day, uh, inch by inch here when facing any team in the NFL. But um, if we were to look ahead just a bit here, if the Jets were to beat Seattle on Sunday and the Patriots were to lose to Miami or the Bills in Week 18, it would set up a win-in-your-in scenario uh, for the Jets in Week 18 against the Miami Dolphins. Now, that would be... Not only nauseating the day of, because I would not likely be able to get up from my, cha uh, my chair or couch all day. Um, it would be a scenario that the Jets haven't been in since 2015, seven years, right? Um, it's hard to believe that the Jets haven't made the playoffs in so long. And I think just being in this moment, being in this scenario, I think speaks a lot about this coaching staff and speaks a lot about the team that they put together throughout this year, you know. Cycling through quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White, Chris Strebler, who saw some action on Thursday night. It's just remarkable, you know, the way this coaching staff has gone about this year and gone about the quarterback position. Uh, I see people trying to blame Robert Sala about, yeah, oh, well, he didn't handle the Zach Wilson situation correctly. You know, he shouldn't have maybe played him a little bit longer or benched him way before. Or... We can nitpick. We can go back and say which point in the season that Robert Sala should have, you know, 
either break Zach Wilson for longer or pull them in sooner, anything like that. I think he handled it great. Honestly, just looking from an insider's perspective here, I think he's handled it as well as any coach probably could have handled it. Uh, I mean, Mike White is back as a starter now. He got injured. You control what you can control, and I think the Jets have controlled exactly what they could have. And, you know, Robert Solly, Joe Douglas, I think have done an outstanding job so far this year. Um, you know, you pick Zach Wilson with the number two overall pick. You can't anticipate him being this bad this early. Um, but, you know, it is what it is in the Jets you know, per Fox, per Jay Glazer, are likely to move on from Zach. And, you know, I'm not going to say if that's the right or wrong decision. Uh, I'm not in, you know, a point of uh, authority to say that at this point. I'm not in the organization or, or anything like that, of course. But um, I think it's certainly going to be an interesting offseason, uh, to say the least. I think, you know, Derek Carr, the report just came out today that he's being benched for Jared Stidham over in Vegas. Is he a guy to hit the open market? Is he a guy, a guy that the Jets are going to target in free agency? There's so many different scenarios that are going to come about this offseason that that's probably a January, February thing. As of right now, we're focused on Sunday. We're focused on beating Seattle, and um, we're going to go ahead and preview a bit of that right now. Um, as the Jets headed to Seattle for the first time since, I think, 2019, I would say. I think they played them um, with Sam Darnold still under center, so they're heading back. Speaking of Sam Darnold, by the way, he's killing it in Carolina, so... Wishing Sam all the best because I believe they play the Buccaneers this week for number one in the NFC South. So that should be a pretty cool game, and it would be pretty cool if Sam leads that uh, Carolina team to the playoffs. But nevertheless, I think the Jets, um, you know, they have to handle their own business right in Seattle against former Jets quarterback Geno Smith, who started off the year hot, was talked about as a bit of an MVP, uh, dark horse MVP candidate heading into around midseason. As of late, the Seahawks have not looked the same as they have. They've suffered some injuries. Tyler Lockett uh, has been dealing with an injury here, unknown if he's yet to play, um, participate in practice, and is going to play this Sunday against the Jets. Um, they just lost Will Disley for the year. Um, guys like Kenneth Walker III, who is an early offensive rookie of the year candidate. Looks like Garrett Wilson has that all but locked up. Um, doesn't practice for you know the majority of the week here. We're going to have to keep an eye on him if you're a Jets fan. Dynamic running back for the Seahawks. He can break a game open at any point, and the Jets have struggled against the run for the majority of the year here. So um, it's going to be interesting to see if he's available to go. And then I believe Noah Fant, their tight end who's been looking up lately, um, is also doing not practice today on Wednesday. So a couple of injuries to monitor for the uh, Seahawks there. The Jets on the injury front are relatively healthy. I believe it's Brandon Cooks who is out. Um, or, you know, Brandon Cooks and Jeff Smith, who did not practice today and trending towards out for Sunday. Um, everyone else, I think it's good to go. Corey Davis, Quinn Williams, who came back and had a monster sack on the first, what, defensive play of the game, second defensive play of the game. The guy's a monster. He's up to 12 sacks on the year. It's going to be interesting to see what he gets paid uh, when that when Joe Douglas whips the checkbook out because Quinn Williams has earned every penny of uh, what – um, is about to come his way. So, you know, kudos to Quinnen. Great year. I uh, can't wait to see what he has in store for 2023 and beyond. Only 25 years old, by the way. So he is certainly in line for a big payday um, in the green and white. But, you know, quick here because we're already on to 11 minutes. To win in Seattle, the Jets have to control the game. They can't go down. They can't go down 10-0, 13-0, and expect to win, right? Because you're in a hostile environment in Seattle. Very hard to play. Um in Lumen Field, and, you know, the Jets don't have the firepower, I don't think, on offense or defense, as special as this roster is and as special as these young players are, to keep up down 13-0. to zero. I think we've seen it throughout this year. They almost came back against Minnesota, almost came back against Detroit. They just always fall a little bit short, and I think that's a little bit of, you know, 
the youngness of this roster and, you know, the inexperience of this roster has yet to close out games. Um, and I think they're, you know, they're working on it. It's not a bad thing. You know, this year wasn't really meant to go straight to the playoffs, straight to the conference championship or anything like that. It's just this was more of a developmental season to get to that 7-10, 8-9. Can you get to 9-8 and eight and possibly, you know, put the league on a bit of notice heading into 2023? Now this is your year. You got the quarterback. You got your offensive pieces, defensive pieces, cornerstones of this team. It's ready to make a run. Um, I don't think we've seen the Jets close out games yet. Uh, I hope you don't have to see them close out a game against Seattle, and meaning, you know, they have to close the game out. They have to win. But what I'm saying is I don't want to see them come back from a 14, you know, ha, ha, it would be great if they came back from a 14-point deficit, but I don't want to see them crawl themselves back with field goals and things of that nature to crawl back from a 21-point, 14-point deficit to make it a five-point game left with a minute left, right? You want to see them try to control the game, you know, get a touchdown lead to start the game, right? Go up 7-0, 10-0, take a lead for once. You know, the Jets haven't, I feel like, had leads for the much of this season, right? Especially with Zach Wilson under center. Mike White, at least, can, you know, throw the ball a bit more and, you know, try to get the team in, you know, a bit more of a scoring situation. Albeit the red zone offense has been abysmal, whoever is under quarterback uh, or under center, I should say. So it's going to be interesting. The Jets have had 10 day, ten days rest uh, heading into Seattle. It's a West Coast trip. Never easy to play uh, when you're traveling to the West Coast, that time difference and, you know, everything that goes along with that. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting for sure. Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, former Jets coach here. I think, you know, they were talking a bit uh, in their press conference. You know, Pete Carroll was like, you know, they kicked me to the curb as well and things of that nature. I don't care about any of that crap. Just win the game. Uh, at the end of the day, the Jets are 7-8. and eight. You go to 8-8, eight and eight, you control your own destiny to Miami. We didn't think we can get to this point. If this was, if we were talking last Wednesday, I would say if the Jets lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's wraps. It's done. I said it after the game on on Thursday. I said in my caption on Instagram, I was just like, yeah, play any any chance of playoffs are basically dead in the water. I was wrong, um, and I'll you know I'll happily admit that. I think these Jets are now in a position to really control their own destiny and you know break this playoff drought for the first time in 12 years. So. With that, uh, we're going on 15 minutes, a long episode here, but it needed one as there was a lot to get to here. I'm likely missing something as I scroll over my notes, but um, I think we're in good shape heading into a pivotal Week 17 game. Uh, I don't remember the last time we've said that. I haven't done this podcast that long. I started it in 2020, and we were in the depth of he- depths of hell with Adam Gase under, under wraps as the Jets head coach. So we're in a much better spot now if we're looking back two years here, but... With that, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go here. If you guys have appreciated, um, you know, if you guys like this podcast, make sure you head over to, you know, my Instagram and check out all my content on there. Twitter, uh, New York Jets Game Plan, as well as my Instagram, the same handle. And make sure you leave a positive rating uh, on Apple if you're listening. Um, That's your podcast app. So I really appreciate everyone tuning in this week, and I'll be back next week. I say it every week in the last four weeks, but with a victory pod, um, you know, I believe Joe Caparoso on his Badlands podcast calls it a post-game party. I don't want to get copyrighted by Joe, but, <laughs> you know, something to celebrate, right? I think it's something to celebrate, and hopefully we get a win, um, you know, heading into Week 18. So see you guys then.